Hey everybody, welcome to the show that we do with our audio recording devices here. I'm, uh, I'm Jake, and with me is Hot Stuff, and we're pre-recording for Thursday night's broadcast because we've got shit to do. We are indeed prod-recoursing. Prod <clears throat> I've started drinking early, so yeah. I'm doomed. Did you open a beer that was 11% alcohol? I did not. I didn't actually check how much alcohol this one was. Maybe it's an alcohol fry O'Doul's. I don't think so. I can feel the alcohols coursing through my veins. <laughs> yeah. Hot Stuff, uh, his only saving grace in this project, yes. our project, which is to drink 100 different beers each in the month of January, he is behind as shit, but he will drink in the middle of the day. I'm not, I'm not that behind. I'm, I have, <clears throat> as I described it earlier today, I'm only half a failure because I've been drinking the beers, I just have not been posting them on the site. Mm. So You take that too seriously. No, I don't. I, it's Okay. It is trivial for you to, in 30 seconds, think of something that's funny and that you don't mind the world reading. No. It is trivial for me to think of something that I don't mind the world reading. That's <laughs> it. I, most of my posts yeah. are not funny. I, Every once in a while, I no. have a funny idea, See, that's and the I thing. will post, you don't think they're will funny, post a funny post. Everybody else would say, oh, no, that's really funny. That's, I don't, that's yeah. not true. Sometimes mm. they're just, this beer tastes good. That's that is not, not funny. It is if you use extra O's. Okay. Like, this boar tastes good. Yeah, this boar. This beer toast is good. And then they'll say, why did you misspell the word toast and use it in a way that didn't make any sense? Yes. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is funny. Uh, Yeah. I feel like I oscillate... uh, Oscillate? I feel like I oscillate between jokes and just descriptions. I think every single description you have is... I mean, I've not read all of the recent ones, I guess, but... uh, all the ones that I remember are, even if, even if it's just a single sentence, it's still... It's a, it is it is at least structured as a joke. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's just easier for me, buddy. I, I think it is. But you should still do it. You, should probably, I, no, I, you know I how I, I did it. You know how I got good at just writing real fast? It's just by writing all kinds writing, of shit and stuff. throwing it out in front of people Ugh. in the beginning. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. It's terrifying. That's why you might write dumb jokes, so it doesn't matter. You're like, oh, it was deliberately bad. That's my style of humor today. <laughs> that's what you do. I mean, I guess that's been my... The way I've gotten through life is when I tell bad jokes. It's just because that's, I go for that. Set people's expectations low. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So you should just write, you should do a bunch of them really fast. Just write a bunch of really terrible jokes about these beers. We've been better about not overlapping. That is true. I, it makes me kind of wish, you know, like if we, if I drink a hundred beers and you drink a hundred beers and we have four beers in common, that seems we've like got, a, We've probably got ten already. You think we have ten yeah. in common? I haven't counted, but that, that would be my guess. And like... There are things that I, I want both of us to be able to drink. Like, we, we found some Cezanne Dubuff here, All and right. I totally want to both be able to drink that yep. and talk about it, because it's awesome. <clears throat> so. The um, we, found a, we found a remarkable place. Oh, we didn't yeah. find it. We were We've told been told about it. multiple times about yeah. it and should have just gone there. Yeah, the, the City Beer Store in San Francisco. Um, yeah. About a half-hour walk from where we are, but totally worth it. Yeah. It's a half-hour cart drag through a kind of a creepy gay bar district. There was yeah. a bar... That didn't seem to have a name. We were talking about this. That we walked past a bar, and it was like kind of sketchy looking. It was just like a doorway in between a couple of buildings on a street. And there was one of those chalk sandwich boards out front that said, The Bronze Buffy Extravaganza. Yeah. And I really wanted to go in there, because how could that not be good? Hot Stuff didn't want to go in because he was afraid that vampires would eat us. Yeah. I, well, that's, that's the thing. Nothing good ever happened at The Bronze. The thing is, Hot Stuff didn't want to go in there. 
and the only reason that he would give me for not wanting to go in there was that he was afraid the vampires would eat us. Yeah. And I don't know why. Why didn't you actually want to go? Like, well, I saw that, and I thought, I really want to go in there and see what that's all about. And I feel like you saw it, I had a and friend, you thought... I had a friend who was waiting for us at City Beers. Right. Right. So, like, that But was, you didn't want to go in on the way back, which is what we, we didn't pass. We didn't pass by it on the way back, and... I didn't, yeah. Well, I didn't particularly want to go into any bar on the way back at all. Because I was you were afraid that people inebriated. would think that you were a gay lord? Yes. There was a bar called <clears throat> Chaps. Yeah. Uh, there was a bar called Leathers. Hole there was in a the bar, wall. There was a bar called The Stud Bar. And the hole in the wall. Was there a the hole yeah. in the wall? Yeah. Um, there I was, was like, a bar called Get Blown by Dudes. <laughs> I, where, there was like something, The Eagle or something mm-hmm. like that? I went in the Eagle and Child. That no, I think that bar, uh, that gay bar, was where uh, Gay R.R. Tolkien used to drink. I went in there because I I really needed to pee, and so I went in and I found a bathroom, sort of. Except it wasn't really a bathroom; it was just this kind of like room off to the side. Had no door. There was no sink, and there was just a trough. I, I'm ninety percent sure it was a bathroom. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean you peed in it. I did, so yeah. that's good. Well, I don't know if it's good. I mean, you didn't have to pee anymore after that, so it was good for you. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and there the, the were only guys in the bar, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything on a, like, you know, weeknight. Okay, so a guy came out of the bar while you went. You went in there. I was yeah. standing outside because I was guarding our cart full of beer that we had yeah, we didn't to take really home take from City Bar. It into the bar. City Beer, City beer store. Um, and while I was standing out there, a guy emerged from that bar, and the guy was wearing, like, kind of a short... Uh, t-shirt uh, underneath which a th- thong underwear was visible. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So That's pretty obvious. I don't know, though. On. I mean, like, why would a guy who dressed like that... It depends, right? Do you think a guy who wears a thong is a guy who only drinks at gay bars? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know anyone... I don't know anyone who... I have any evidence where's a thong, right? Sure, okay. So my my assumption, and I don't know why, my assumption is that, oh, clearly somebody who's gay, and I don't know why, right? Like, I don't I don't think any of my gay friends necessarily wear thongs. So I, I mean, is it is it because you, in spite of yourself, think of gay dudes as being like ladies? No, I think I think of them as just being more sexually promiscuous, which doesn't make any sense. Necessarily, mm-hmm. I think it's just the fact. And you that think that wearing a thong is an indication of being more sexually promiscuous? It, by a dude? I'm okay. I don't know. Look, we don't have any data. I know. So I'm right? trying to like, figure out. Yeah, no, I'm I, trying to figure out where because you are somebody who doesn't seem to have a lot of the prejudices that I have, and I'm trying to figure out where these thoughts are coming from in your head. Well, okay. So because if I said that, it would be considered indicative of a deep-seated prejudice. Well, okay. So. I think I think the like the like notion of gay gay people as being promiscuous comes from the fact that unlike a straight guy, I feel like a gay guy if he wants to get laid on any given night just can, right? Like <clears throat> sort of like I feel like women can like this is you know, this is terrible cuz like this this isn't actually true but like women if they if they like really want to get laid can just go out and do it with way more sort of success rate than a, the straight guy. A straight woman can go out and get laid way faster than a straight guy can, probably. Even for, a fatty or an uggo. For for most guys and most women, this is this is probably true. Um, and so I feel like gay you're, guys you're, have the same you power. Are a sexist asshole. I don't. So you're saying that gay no, guys are that's like women? That's true. That's what you're saying. 
Yeah, you're right. In terms of their ability, you're right R- when you right? say that gay guys are like women. So no, it doesn't. I, and it I, doesn't I for any given for any given you know gay guy, that doesn't mean that he is necessarily sexually promiscuous. It just means that he is he has that power if he's willing to, you know, sleep with whoever. So if interest. you consider that everyone has, if you consider that everyone has two lines on a graph, one line is the amount of sex that you're having, and one line is the amount of sex that you want to be having. Yes. I feel like for women, those lines are probably pretty close together. And that's that is definitely not the case. Like I feel like there's a lot of women that I know that they're in a relationship and not getting as much sex as they want, or they don't feel like they can go out and sleep with people. So like it's it's obviously it's obviously not true, but in general, I have. I have sort of seen like a woman who's like, yeah, I'm going to go out and get laid tonight. And she did it. And like, a I guy mean, I can remember, be like, I remember, I, you know, I want to go get laid tonight. And then like, you know, three weeks later, I'm like, how's that going? He's like, uh-huh, not so I good. I remember your friend from college here who did not believe us when we were sitting around talking about the times in our life when we could not get laid. Oh, right. The times in our life when we went a year without getting laid. She was just incredulous. She was yeah. like, what is that? What are you even, <laughs> how does that work? And then said, if that ever happens to any of you again, just come to me. We'll take care of it. <laughs> Which, uh, that probably indicates that she's just a whore. <laughs> I think that's what we've learned. But yeah, I mean, the, the notion that somebody would be, would be, would not believe that right. it was possible for somebody to not be able to have sex if they really wanted to, like, yeah. I don't know. And I don't know what, like, maybe it's just the kind of guys that I know and am uh, that, like, I'm just not willing to be the asshole who like propositions 50 girls in a night because eventually one of them is going to say yes right like that's just not who i am you don't think i'm have you ever tried it i'm well no i haven't because that's not the kind of guy i am right i've never tried it either right so like because i I mean the first one i feel like the guys i'm fucking irresistible okay well good for you the the thing is that like i think that is that is the way in which guys who do want to get laid <clears throat> well, if that's all it. they want, yeah. right? Or they go to adultfriendfinder.com and yeah. get murdered. Oh, do guides get murdered that way? Dude, I don't know. Oh, wait, g- I'm thinking of adultmurdererfinder.com. <laughs> Isn't it adult victim finder? There was a, no, because you don't. Is it like, two different sites? If a guy goes, who share databases? Yeah, they share databases. Okay, yeah. <laughs> nice. That's um, yeah, weird. Uh, it's it's surprising how many more people are looking for victims than are looking for people to murder them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's. This you, is a you good have question. to offer incentives than suicides. Oh, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I know I know more people. I have known more people who committed suicide than were murdered. But what does right. that mean? That I just hang out with a lot of depressed, crazy people, as opposed huh. to a lot of I don't know what 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 is wrong with you that makes it so you get murdered. Bad karma. Is it is it like only people with bo get murdered? <sighs> you know, it's. It's entirely possible that only people who watch the A team. Okay, well, there's the, so like most murders are committed by people you know. That doesn't make any sense. Most, most murders are committed by people by, that I know. Someone that the victim knows, right? Right. So perhaps you just do not. Hang I, I out would argue that all suicides are committed by someone the, the victim, victim knows. knows. Probably. Although it might not be somebody the victim truly knows. Um, so it's possible we just don't hang out in, in social groups that. Contain murderers. Contain murderers, but right. Or we do, and we just don't know it. They're just very good. Oh yeah, maybe they're, they're very good at making it look like a suicide. Maybe they're oh, maybe they're hidden murders. I mean, I'm sure that there's just some web page that I could go to and look up how many suicides there are versus how many murders there are in <coughs> a given period of time in, in this population. Right. This conversation is making me think of 
the conversation we had yesterday with Quasi-Stoic about how there are a lot of things we talk about on the radio that just really aren't very PC. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Talk this is particularly un-PC. I don't know. Talking about murderers and suicides in like a casual light is not necessarily like a, mm-hmm. a cool cool thing to do. Cool kids don't make light of serious topics like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess an official Google podcast would not have uh, would not have uh, people talking about frankly about murder. Yeah, or b- murdering Frank. Mm-hmm. Murdering Frank. Um, Frank Black. Frank Lee. Yeah. Uh, who's Frank Lee? I. He, oh, I see. Frankly. Yeah. Frankly, <laughs> my dear, I don't give a damn. Yes. Yeah. So he's that guy that... Who's gay for Frankly. Humphrey Bogart doesn't care about. Is it Humphrey Bogart that says that? Uh, or was know. it Calvin Coolidge? Yeah, it was Calvin Coolidge. Or was it... Calvin Coolidge was the one who made the underwear, right? Klein Bottle. The, yeah, he made the underwear that that uh, is a single continuous surface. Yeah, when you... When, <laughs> it's, it's weird. When you uh, put your leg through one of the leg holes, your it leg comes, comes out back the out the <laughs> waistband. <laughs> it's weird. That is pretty weird. Yeah, I, it's it's very strange. Uh, maybe that guy was wearing a Klein thong. Oh yeah. Maybe he was wearing Ina Klein thong. Ina Klein thong music. That's uh, that's uh, Mozart's song about farts. Really? Ina Klein hosen music. Yeah, a little pants music. Was that even Mozart who wrote Ina Klein Nacht music? Was that Mozart or was it Bach? It was not Bach. Not who's not Bach? I think it was Mozart. I guess everyone is not Bach except for that one guy. Was it Knobloch? Remember Kurt Knobloch, that guy who was a baseball player, whose last name was Garlic? No. Yeah. Of course you don't. <coughs> Mozart's. Okay. Yeah, Mozart liked farts. If uh, the movie Amadeus was any indication. I think it's so close to Mo Farts, his name. I see. You can't not. Yeah. In fact, maybe a zart is just a, an especially it's cool a, kind of fart. Well, I think it's a musical fart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, you know, I mean, he was, he, was, he was destined. That's why he was a prodigy at such a young age. I, imagine if your farts were music. Intense sphincter control. Five-year-olds fart a lot. Do they? I, don't, I have no idea. Is it because they're eating a diet of nothing but beans? Yeah. That's what you feed five-year-olds. Oh. I didn't. Does each year have a different food? Uh, no, it's always beans. <laughs> oh, okay. Just any anything you feed. You oh, always, anything you feed gets. You beans. always feed it all beans. I see. Yeah, all beans all the time. Hmm. That's that's my uh, new Dr. Phil diet. Really? No. Dr. Phil. But if you were to feed Dr. Phil, you would only feed him beans. Oh yes, it was my responsibility to feed and care for right. Dr. Phil. Can you I would feed, feed him beans? Fe- can you feed any kind of bean, or is it is there a particular kind? Any kind of bean. Okay. Well, the beans that don't cause farts are frowned upon. Are there beans that don't cause farts? Oh, jelly beans. <laughs> I see. I feel like green beans don't make you fart. Are they? They're not are really they really beans? Yeah. I mean, they're legumes. You're eating the bean pod, though, right? I mean, aren't? I mean, beans are legumes. Sure. Right, there are beans inside green beans. They're just, they're just small. They're small and soft. And I see. Green beans are like mostly like fibrous yeah, plant you matter. Mostly are mostly are eating the pod. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe if you maybe if you stripped out the beans from green beans and ate them, they would make you fart. What's the difference between peas and beans? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between peas and carrots? I don't know. What's the difference between peas and war? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so we we went uh, 
We went and played some board games last night. We really didn't play board games so much as we played like five games of Kill Dr. Lucky. Which was fun. I like that game a lot. I had never played it. I had heard oh, of it. you had never played it before? No, I had never played it before. Um, I had played it a couple times. We, we had like a cheap-ass game night that we would do every month or two. I played Falling with you guys yeah. the first time that I went to Boston when we met. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember liking that very much. It's, it's very quick. Yeah. It's like a five-minute game kind of thing. Um, Kill Dr. Lucky is pretty cool, though. It's got a lot of strategy and... Like, yeah, a surprising amount of strategy for how simple it is. Yeah. That's, no. I, I'm not sure, though, that I like the level of control you have over the outcome, right? Like, The level of control you have over what outcome? There is a tremendous amount of randomness. It is... Uh, so so yes. in there, there, is a, there is a feature of a lot of games that goes up with the more people are playing it, I guess, where what I don't like is games in which it is important for you to form a long-term strategy, and it is also almost impossible for you to form a long-term strategy. Well, I don't think... I don't think Kill Dr. Lucky suffers from that as bad as many other games. No, you I, can, don't, I, you, I certainly don't You think can so set either, yourself up in a situation, and it might take a while for it to get back to you, because the turn order is not consistent, which is interesting. Um, but if you're in the right room, almost invariably you can like get a chain of moves off of that to get a bunch of resources really quickly or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and if you're lucky, then you can get a chance to, to attempt to murder, attempt, attempt a murder attempt? Mm-hmm. Attempt a murder. Um, you can also attempt a suicide. I I want to play this game called Innovation with you, um, and I want you to play it a couple times with a different number of players. What's it about? What's it like? <clears throat> it's the theming is sort of like uh, Civilization. Like you're you're sort of going through the history of discovering different kinds of things. Okay. Um, and it's it's got a bunch of really interesting mechanics. It's it's different than a lot of other games that I've played, but but pretty compelling. It's a pretty decent two-player game. It's a really good three-person game. And once you get to four people, I don't like it at all, because I feel like it is just sort of it becomes so random at that point that it's just not fun. But other people disagree with me. I feel like Flux is the worst offender. Because of like the the, just I, the rules are constantly changing, yeah, so you can't make I, any strategy. I feel like there is there is zero. Even if you like, even flux, if you knew what all the cards were, do you feel like you feel the same way? Yes. Huh. Because I feel like flux is waiting until it is possible for you to win using just the cards in your hand, and then you win. There is, I, 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 I believe that in the game of Flux, there's literally nothing that you can do to make it more likely for you to win. Really? I, believe that it, I believe that it is basically predestined from the way that the cards are shuffled and that there's no, nobody has any control over what happens. Oh, but basically the the card shuffling. At all. Yeah. Huh. And, you know, it's, it's like multiplayer Klondike at that point, right? What would you do for a Klondike game? Um, Chrononauts sim- suffers from a similar problem. Actually, I don't so know much that can that change. One. You probably didn't. Uh, we played it at Columbus this year. Anyway, that's what we did last night. Was we played a lot of Kill Doctor Lucky. Um, we are about halfway through the first segment. Do you want to start? Uh, you want to start taking some questions and talking about some video game? We didn't. We didn't talk about other things that we've done since. What else have we done? Since we went Monday? to Google headquarters. Oh yeah. We saw where the internet 
lives and breathes. Oh yeah, we saw a big uh, polystyrene donut. We did. Um, they uh, they they made these statues for every release of the Android operating system. Yeah, and all of the builds are named in like sequential alphabetical order after desserts. Yeah. <clears throat> so the first one, the first public one was cupcake. So there's a big cupcake, and then there was donut, and eclair, and froyo, and gingerbreadman. Yes. And uh, nobody's sure what the d- dessert that starts with an H is. Yeah. I would like to submit <clears throat> hand job. You think that's a dessert? Yeah. I mean, it's something that you have after dinner. It's high in calories. I, I don't even know what I mean by that. Uh, the statues are made of uh, styrofoam. With like a well, but it's like a hard yeah, it's like a hard yeah, like outside. The people break the sprinkles off the donuts, and then it just leaves these gaping styrofoam holes. I mean, I don't know that people necessarily do that. What right? do you think? It's like ducks, dogs, dogs. Yeah, dogs eat sprinkles. Yeah, because nothing like I can't count the number of times that I've gone to like a park and seen dogs just chewing on statues. I guess if the dog thinks it's a donut. Because it happens so often, you can't keep track. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's what I meant. I mean. Pigeons, pigeons clearly eat statues, right? Do they just not know not to shit where they eat? Oh no, not not. Or not do they all. eat using shit sprayed out of their ass? That they mark what they're going to eat with shit. Oh okay. Yeah. So then, if you clean it up, you're basically causing every pigeon who's ever shat on it to starve to death. Yes. Because they don't know to come back and eat. Correct. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cruel. <clears throat> well, you'll notice that very clean cities don't have pigeon problems. Oh. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Um, what else do we do at Google? We did we did kind of a. It was not a particularly involved tour. I mean, Google's too big to see anything really, right? Yeah. Well, we saw we saw like we the we gift shop it. and the cafeterias and the and the Sculptures gyms and stuff. And yeah, stuff, and like, the, yeah the, like the gardens outside. <clears throat> there was a big uh, the big statue of a dinosaur. There was a replica of Spaceship One. Yeah, and a and a and a T Rex. Yeah, that's what I said. A dinosaur. There was a uh, sculptural poop joke. That was pretty funny, actually. Yeah. There's a there's a dinosaur statue, uh, like a skeletal dinosaur statue, covered in flamingo. Covered in like little flamingo lawn ornaments, and then there are also some little bits of flamingo uh, lawn ornament in a statue of a turd <laughs> uh, behind the dinosaur. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Um, I I think there's a bunch of stuff that one is not allowed to see. Oh yeah, absolutely. At Google. Which like. With a company that is 20,000 people big at this point, how do you keep something secret? I mean, I guess Apple has done it and done it pretty well. Yep. Just like the fear of like getting fired if somebody finds out that you spilled the beans or whatever. But like... You spilled the beans that you were supposed to feed to the people that were in your right. cafeteria. Um, yeah, the fact that every cafeteria was just offering beans. Yeah, different kinds of beans. They had all different kinds of beans. Fried beans. The cafeteria that we ate at the main cafeteria at Google, and I, honestly, if I worked there, I would starve to death. Either that or I would eat lunch at 9 p.m. Yeah, if the cafeteria is open all day long, which it may not be, then there are probably many, many hours that it is just much less. It was crowded and it was baffling. It is like everything that you hate about food experiences. Yeah. Except for the food was really good. The food so. was really good. Although I hate that. You hate good food. Yeah, because then it just makes me sad about the other parts of the experience that I don't like. You know, if I think, wow, I don't like this cafeteria, it sucks that the food is really good. 
because now I know I'm missing it. Oh, I see. That's true. Um. <clears throat> Anything else? Uh, let's see here. So we went to Sketchfest. When was that? Tuesday? Monday. Monday. Oh yeah, it was right after the show. That was pretty funny, actually. There were there were several. Uh, there were like six sketch comedy groups. Uh, I think they were like the founding members of San Francisco Sketch Fest, yep. which is largely not sketch comedy anymore. It's like a month long thing. Of like stand up and improv or something? A lot of stand up, a lot of improv, oh. a lot of, huh. you know. I was just making yeah. that up. I, you know, sketch comedy, I think, is strictly harder than improv, right? Because improv, you can like, you can practice and do like exercises or whatever, but. You don't have to. If you just got a bunch of naturally funny people and you just show up, funny things will emerge, right? So it's you don't have to work at it as hard, I think, that, as sketch comedy. Do you think it's... Uh, I mean, I think both improv and sketch are, are hit and miss. Yeah, To definitely. a large extent. In a way that, like, stand-up almost isn't because you... It is unlikely that when you watch a stand-up comedian that you are seeing the first iteration of an act, right? Oh, well, like, it depends on where you go. I feel like we've, we have not gone to comedy clubs where people are trying out new material, which happens all the time in a lot of comedy clubs. But I think, so, but I think just, just by the math, right, a stand-up comedian will tell a joke, Yeah. and if the joke works, he will leave it in his act and maybe tell it a hundred more times. Well, so so that means that no matter where, you will sometimes tell a joke four or five times, trying to like tweak it and get it right. Right, but so what I'm saying is, the just looking at the number of things that are said by stand-up comedians across time and across all of their performances, it is way more likely that you are hearing something at that any, has, at that any given been rehearsed listen, that has been, been rehearsed, huh. right? And so, with with sketch, you're also rehearsing it, I guess. I mean, if you're a good sketch, yeah, no, you're definitely sure. rehearsing it, you know. I can't yeah, imagine, like, I mean, writing guess... a sketch be like, okay, guys, memorize this, and we'll, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, no. Because that's, that's not that's, sketch. That's not what I mean. I just mean, I, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why I think that. Maybe I'm just wrong about, about sketch comedy But I think it is harder to write stand. something and rehearse it and then, like, tweak things, you know, like, and as a group as well. Because it's like well, sketch groups are, you know, groups. Hence, hence the word group in their name. Yeah. Um, Out of two hours of you know these groups of people doing, most of which ha- had not performed together for three or more years. Yeah. There were only a couple of points, each of which lasted a couple of minutes, where I was like, "Eh, this is lame." There was there was one that was basically an absurdist sketch. The where the guy didn't have his shirt on and he had pet scissors. Yes. I liked that. You, yeah, but it was basically an absurdist sketch, and I like, I didn't. I didn't hate it, but at the same time, I was like, what just happened? Right? It was like... It was as though you were watching a, them just make something up. A drive-by joking or something, yeah. I, weird. A drive-by joking? Yes. Okay. Joking with chicken? Mm-hmm. Is that, that's a thing, right? Yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's when you tell a joke to a chicken instead of giving it the beans that it needs to live. <laughs> right. <coughs> um... Yeah, we have been doing a lot of stuff. Um, and then Tuesday we just worked during the day and laundry, which I know our our listeners are keen about hearing about. Mm-hmm. Keen about hearing about? I washed everybody's pants. <coughs> you did. Because Why earlier did I do everybody's laundry? Because earlier that day, <laughs> Sorb spilled an entire beer on my lap. Yeah, that was a rough start to that day. Uh, that was so frustrating. You, see, that's why you shouldn't drink at lunch. Because when you're drinking... 
When you are drinking, yes. by and large, you are surrounded by people who are drunk, and they're going to spill shit on you. So you shouldn't drink at lunch, because then that is increasing the likelihood that the people around you are drunk and will spill things on you. Your logic is... Impeccable. impeccable. Yeah. Yeah. Unassaultable. Unassailable. Have you been playing any games lately? Not... I don't know. Have I? I don't know. I've been continuing to play Twilight Heroes. Yeah? Uh, I've been continuing to play that uh, Nexus Clash. The is that the remake of Nexus yeah. War? Yeah. Wait, by the same people? No. Just... They're just using the same yep. name, basically, with an with like a. They probably got permission. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know that I don't know that they're soliciting money. Okay. Um, and I think that that model was unsustainable. I think that the server costs were just definitionally greater than the any, model was any capable of generating. Money. Yeah, like I I think that because of the amount of resources required for one person to play that game, there was no way huh. to make it profitable. Unless you got... There was no way to make it profitable when it's just basically buy some cosmetic shit because you right. want to support it, right? Like, there was no way to support it based on kindness. You probably could have supported it based on avarice. But, you know. Hmm. I don't it's, know. It's hard to do that without an established player base. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess that if the handful of people who do give you money become, you know, unimpeachably powerful, I was reading because of that. Like, I, I don't know. I was reading an essay by uh, one of the guys who works at Software Games. Who was he was talking about game development and like his impressions of the past you know year or two of like app development on mobile platforms in particular. Right. And <clears throat> what he what his what he was sort of postulating was it makes way more sense to spend a very short period of time developing something that is functional but kind of bare bones that you just put out into the world and let people play. Uh, and if people aren't interested in it, you move on to something else. And if people are interested, then you then you start sort of spending the, the sort of time and resources to really make it solid and polished and get people sort of going on it. Um, instead of spending years developing something that you put in, put out, and it's totally hit or miss whether it's going to succeed. Right. Um, that, you'll recall, is what I want to do with the word game MMO. Yes, which I think, I think is a good idea. I think, we should not, I think we should not spend five years developing a bunch of content for it, hoping that people will be excited about it. I think we should get enough content that people can play it for a week and then see what how it is received and sort of get going on it and people because you know, people think will be useless as, as long as there's at least something that people can do day to day right if they're honestly if there's a good pvp system i think that'll keep people entertained yep um so um so then i was talking to somebody who works at the same company um, at software at the comedy festival about their one of their sort of biggest projects that they re just released which was fleck that sort of like <coughs> strange persistent world built on Google Maps that people like plant flowers Far, and do yeah stuff. it's kind of Farmville on Google Maps it's it's interesting like I mean I have not I've not seen it lately so I don't know what all they've added but they basically so they spent they spent more than two months but they spent you know a significant period of time sort of building up a, an architecture and then they kind of released it with a little bit of stuff going on and then have just been kind of like seeing what happened you know seeing what people wanted to do seeing what people you know were frustrated they couldn't do ways in which people interacted with what they built that was bad and then sort of and just doing a bunch of tweaking and stuff like that. And it sounds like it's it's 
kind of interesting. And so, like, I'd kind of like to go back and see what it's like six months later now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess that, that was all in service of talking about... But then, on the flip side, I talked to somebody in Victoria who talked about Plants vs. Zombies, which apparently was, like, three guys who spent five years developing that, and then it got, like, a super, like, a big team together and, like, polished off, like, all the, the rough edges in the last six months and then released. But, like... They spent a long time getting that into shape, and was it was phenomenally successful, and is a fun, it's a great game. I am guessing <coughs> though that they had a lot of people playing it during that five years. I mean, I feel like if you were developing a game like that and you didn't have a playable version of it within a couple of years, you wouldn't. Oh, oh well, I mean, no, a, they not a couple a, of years. Couple I, what of I meant months. was a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. What, what I meant was a couple. I meant to say a couple of days. I th- I bet that those guys had a playable bare bones version of that game within a couple of days, right? That was just a couple of weeks, scri- you know, I don't... scribbles and and whatever, like sure. that just to see if it was going to work at all, right? And I'll bet, but that, it was I'll bet know, that people it, were playing it, it at every stage a, and they were changing it based on feedback. It was at just every a stage. variation on a tower defense game, though. I mean, it like yeah, it's interesting to see how they've improved that app from when it first came out and when I first bought it to more recently. Like I I installed it on my girlfriend's computer and like she played it for a while and like it was like the the achievements thing so they added a bunch of achievements and like you know one of these awesome things like they have this list of achievements that sort of like you're digging down into a hole to see what all the achievements are and then the achievement the achievements list stops but you can keep going down in the hole and if you keep going like for like a minute you can keep digging down through this hole or whatever and then you pop out on the other side of the world with chinese zombies which is just kind of hilarious. It has like no practical value at all. It's just sort of this beautiful like sort of joke that they left in. Beautifully racist. What? They're implying that Chinamen are upside down, and also that they wear uh, coolie hats. hats. Yeah. Huh. Chinese zombies. Okay. To be fair. Um, yeah. But so they have like they they also, also have been revising and changing the game. They what? They crave blains. Huh. Uh, um, I thought that was Japanese zombies. I don't know. Um, Instead of eating your brains, they pee in your coke. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, so we've that that was my little segue into uh, long-term game development because we spent a lot of time working on this game that we spent, you know, now two or three years working on away from the public eye. Mm-hmm. It's getting it's well, getting into pretty good shape. For a single player game, I think that that's a fine you think so? model. Yeah. I mean, I the the thing is, I would not have gotten venture capital to do it, right? But since we were funding it with the money that we got from a successful project, we could afford to try a different approach, right? Sure. Like if you have <clears throat> the financial backing and you're pretty sure that you're going to make as much money as you expect to, from the product when it's done, which in our case is zero. Mm-hmm. That like we have this additional freedom of it doesn't matter. Like we want it to be successful to make it so a lot of people have played our fun, awesome game, you know, and to get people interested in it, so that they'll, so that we can build it into a franchise that we then worry about making profitable, right? Sure. And you know, so we, I think if you can afford a longer development cycle, stuff does benefit from a longer development cycle, right? It's just that you're also risking having wasted that time, I guess. Now, if you consider it to be a waste, which I don't 
in this case. I mean, I think that given that we've gotten accustomed to working together, we could probably whip up some other things to sell with this team. You porn. Know, why mostly? Yeah, porn. We'd yeah. make make a bunch of five dude porn. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking animated in Flash. Oh, oh. But using for ourselves. Kids. But our, we would rotoscope. We would we would um, porn motion, for kids. We would motion capture it using ourselves. Oh, sure. Yeah. Fromo. We we would homotion <laughs> capture it. <laughs> Homo cap. Uh, all right. Twitter questions. Oh yeah, we've yeah. got some of those. Yeah, we got a few. What? I posted a thing. Oh, in the Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Which is where the Twitter resides. Yeah. Huh. Um. Icefall five says, "What's the highest level of math you guys have taken?" I took Calc two, but wasn't. I took Calc two at like a community college and got a C. What is Calc two? Uh, for you. It was like integral. You just did differentials in Calc one. Basically, yeah. Calc 1 was differential calc. Calc 2 was integral calc. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, had it was like that at, at you know University of Illinois in the engineering program. Yeah, I it? honestly don't remember what... Cause I, so I had effectively calc 3, which was differential equations. Differential equations. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't know. I think it was calculus, multivariable calculus, differential equations. Okay. was like the, the progression. Yeah, I might not have meant differential. They're What's the opposite of integration? Differentiation. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 that's not, that is what I meant. Yeah, it was a long fucking time ago, and I, I was terrible at it at the time, and uh, I, I seriously barely remember anything about calculus, like even the sort of fundamental... I, I don't know that... I think I would be a terrible teacher. I think I sort of remember some of the concepts, but not particularly well. Yeah, I, so I took calculus in high school, and... It was like a it was like an A B um, test not a test A B uh, what is that that what are the college type credits that you get in high school A P A P thank you it was okay. the A B calculus A P class what does A B mean I don't know because there's A B calculus and B C calculus and B C like covers a bunch of stuff B C calculus is determining uh, the the integral age of, of the universe fat broad and hot chick, and uh, figuring out how fast a man standing on a on a stone wheel will roll down a hill. Um, so I took the BC, because so when I was applying to college, uh, MIT didn't take AB calculus tests, so I took the BC test even though I had only taken the AB class, and I think I got like a three or something, a three or a four. I don't know what any of these words or numbers or letters mean. Okay. Our younger, hipper player base will, though. Oh, will they? Yes. How do you know it hasn't changed? There's like a fucking essay test on the SAT now. Yeah, but like the numbers it's are still the same. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. The, no, they're not. Aren't they, you the SAT is out of like 7,000 or something now. No. Yeah, it's, it is. No. It is no longer a 1,600-point scale. What? It's not. Are you sure about Yes, we are old as shit. Hot stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was still. I thought. I thought it was still. It was for a while, but it recently. An 800 point scale per test, but that everybody got like 100 bonus points for signing their name. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Only if you spelled it right. Well, right. Um, Otherwise, they couldn't give you the points. They'd give them to somebody else. Right. So the trick was to get five of your friends to take the test on the same day and put your name in. Mm. Yes. Um. Five of your Asian friends. 
So they would do really well I on the test. Guess. No, you know how you trick an Asian person into taking the SAT for you? No, I'm not, it's not like a riddle, like how do you <laughs> trick an Asian person into taking the SAT for you? Because they'll just do it. They like that shit. I see. Yeah. They, they like taking tests, and they like helping. So it's, it's, you don't even trick them. You just ask them. I see. You have to trick the governing board into believing that they are you. So you have the to give them. Board. You have to give them especially round contact lenses. Provided that you're not Asian. If you're Asian, you don't have to trick an Asian person into taking the <coughs> SAT for you. You can just take the SAT. Particularly round contact lenses, like everything they see would be round. Yeah. Huh. Well, no, it only lets you can only see round things. So they can't see. So it's fine if you want to go to like a basketball game, yeah. but it's harder to like. I don't know. Uh, if you go to a quilting circle, yes. you can see the people, but you can't <laughs> see any of the things that they make. <laughs> yeah, I had this. Uh, as Jesus. as much as it, it it is fun to talk about your dreams, your, uh, I, your dreams honestly. There was one aspect of your it. Your dreams one aspect are always an exception. Your dreams, or the way you tell them, are almost always just incredibly entertaining. So that sort of standard like advice or whatever doesn't apply to you. Doesn't apply to me. Okay, so yeah. part, I'm only going to tell the part of the dream that was about your mom. Sure. Um, so we're in some sort of small town, and Hot Stuff's mom is reading the newspaper, and she's commenting on the the sort of like quality of the journalism and the writing in the newspaper, and she says, you know, I used to think that the writing in this newspaper was really good, but I guess that it was only good when that pet murderer was still on the loose, and so there was a lot of interesting things for them to write about. Now that things have calmed down, and the newspaper is back to mostly reporting on quilting temperatures, I think I could do a better job of writing than the people that write for this newspaper. And I thought it was funny that the thing that a newspaper would report on in a rural area would be quilting temperatures. I don't know what that would even mean. That's pretty funny. Like, it is, it is a weather report <laughs> that is centered around how that weather will impact your quilting. I mean, maybe you're uh, building houses out of quilting, and you need to know whether... Um, to make the roof out of a quilt that resists rain? Yeah. Wouldn't you always day. do that? Wouldn't you just... No, because the, they only last for a couple of days as it is. Okay. So. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you would want to put... If the roof only lasted a couple of days, you would want to put a, sun, a sunny sun roof. roof. Yeah. yeah, like a transparent quilt. Or a yeah. quilt made of glass. Oh, that'd be rough. I know. Spun. I think a, a quilt made of glass would would potentially be rain resistant. <laughs> oh, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Huh. Well, unless you were afraid of the rain. Hmm. Right, so you want to see the sun, be protected from the rain, and also not see it. Uh, you know, they could make a quilt out of... Uh, we we had some dessert at the sushi restaurant up the, up the way, and... Uh, the two desserts had two uh, different constructions made out of sp uh, spun honey sugar. Spun honey is what they described this as. Huh. And it was like, you know, it was like sort of plastic that when you chewed on it, it tasted like sugary honey. But it was it was a stiff material. There was one, huh. it was like a, like a strand of spaghetti had been coiled into a spring that was, um, you know, maybe an inch in diameter. And six inches long. It was it was really cool looking. Huh. I'm curious how they actually made this thing. And then the other one, there was just like a bird's. The entire dessert was surrounded in like a sort of a bird's nest made of sugar fibers. So it was like steel, like a like a loop of steel wool made of sugar. It was interesting. You know, bird's nest soup is made with bird's nest. Like an actual bird's nest. Yeah, like spit out, but and it's yeah. like a kind of bird that like 
chews shit up and spits out its nest material. It's like, yeah, it's bird spittle. Yeah. I, I did not realize I makes how, me glad that I've how never eaten literal it. they were being <laughs> with the name of that soup. And those, like, so this, you know, you might be interested in this. The people that gather those are spelunkers because those, those birds build, build their nests in caves. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So they, like, after, like, sort of, there's these giant caves, I think, somewhere in South or Latin America. I'm forgetting exactly where. And they'll, like, they're just, like, these giant sort of sinkholes, and there'll be these <coughs> birds nesting in them, and they will go down on ropes and then collect the nests, and the birds apparently don't mind having to make a new nest every couple of weeks. Well, or something how like would that. they express it if they did mind? Well, they I mean, how, would you know, how do you know when a bird minds? They'd, they'd get pissed. It makes some squawking noises. Well, it's yeah. going to leave? It's not going to leave. Birds aren't that smart. What do you mean they aren't that smart? They only live in, like, where's another cave? What do you mean, Like, you're born cave? in this fucking cave. Where's another cave? How, if you're a bird, how are you going to find a new cave? They that have, doesn't like, even GPS mean anything. or something. They, they've, got, they've got some knowledge. It's BPS. Bird positioning system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you were telling me, speaking of GPS, you were yeah. saying that uh, the FA... That FA oh, yeah, yeah. This is, I think this is kind of fascinating. So, uh, I don't know the history of the FAA, but it, since at least the 50s, um, commercial air traffic in the United States has been restricted to very specific lanes of travel um, based on where there was ground-based radar. This is at least you know, over the continental United States. I don't know anything about overseas travel or like international travel or whatever. One thing that I do know about the FAA, <coughs> just to interject, is yeah. that they were originally not the Federal Admi- uh, Aviation Administration, but they were the Federal Aviation and Rapid Transit Service. And they had to change the name in the 70s because it was too funny. Right. Yeah. So um, so there are the, these very specific lanes of travel, which for, I guess, the major routes were not that big a deal. But like if you were traveling anywhere off, off that grid, it was like you'd have to go really out of your way to stay within sight of radar the whole time. Um, and so they are, I think they have mandated by 2015 that all air traffic is going to be controlled by GPS instead of ground-based radar, which means that planes will now be able to fly just directly from point to point, um, which is going to save a tremendous amount of gas, like a a tremendous amount of fuel, um, and make flights shorter. And also, because they've got GPS and they don't have to worry about, like, uh, sort of radar sort of safety margins, they can also fly planes much closer to each other now in the future. So it's possible that there will just be like flocks of planes <laughs> traveling through the sky. Uh, yeah. They I mean so what I feel like happens is that like always with air travel risk is consumed, right? Like risk is consumed. Yeah, they the, like planes are I thought many many times safer than they were like 50 years ago, yeah. but every and the same thing with cars, right? Cars are way safer than they used to be, but fatalities are the same. As they ever is were. it because and there's more travel? Well, if the number when cars of are safer, people drive more recklessly. They raise oh, okay. speed limits. People drive faster. Like it, it's just you like in in those mo- like in aviation and in the sort of like automotive travel. Like the the whatever safety you add, the risk is. Cons- I mean, it, there's a little bit of an effect right away, but then it just basically in the long term, there's like kind of a fixed amount of death associated with air travel and accidents. And, so before planes were invented, people were just dying randomly. Well, they would, when they, they would, would like, jump up in the air. 
Bit of so, a heart attack. Well, the thing is, the air travel prior to the invention of airplanes was just people flinging themselves out of catapults. And so oh, right. since basically 100% of those flights ended in death, there were just way fewer flights. I see. Yeah, yeah we were being told about uh, there's like Google acquired some buildings across the river from their main campus a while back. And since there was no convenient way over the river, they built a zip line. Yeah, there was a bridge. It was just way offset from where yeah. the two buildings were. So they just built a zip line across the river, which apparently the city took down after a couple of weeks. Which, why does the city care? I mean, really, why does the city care? Well, it's I'm sure that that liability. River is a, but I think that river is a city easement, so they've got building codes. Uh, you can't so, string okay, a, you can't string a, zip a wire like across a, sh- a river. A zip line is like a shitty bridge, right? So I mean, why couldn't you why couldn't you build a rope bridge out of cotton candy? Because it's not safe, you know. I mean, like why? Do you want the city to not have codes about what bridges need to consist well, of? Like, okay. What if you want to quilt a bridge? Okay. All right. Um, and oh, glass. and let's let's say I'm um, you know for the sake of argument let's say seventy two degrees. Okay. Right. Um, does the city care? Do they, like, are they going to mandate which kind of fabric you can use? Mm-hmm. They uh, are. That's what I'm saying. Oh. The city does care. Huh. That's why the, the city cares because they don't want their citizens to die. Well, but it's not theirs. I mean, people are commuting. Down there. I mean, the problem is the safer the safer they make the bridge, yeah. the more people will jump off of it just to consume the risk. Oh, right. Well, so my suggestion was to make the bridge more fun. You you hinge it on one side and then put like a really massive spring on the other side. So you just you walk to one side of the bridge, you hit a lever, and then it just flings you across into the buildings. You know what would be good, actually? Okay. A bridge that's just a single, like a like a like a device in the middle that's a pivot. Yeah. And you stand on the bridge, and the bridge just flips over 180 degrees, slamming you into the ground on the other side underneath the bridge. Okay. Right. So it's really fast. For suicides? No. No, for just somewhat unsafe travel across rivers. It flips you 180 degrees. Over in the middle. Yeah. Like, sorry, in the the axis is along the plane, the direction of the river. No. The axis is no, along the plane. No, because then you wouldn't the cross the. If it flipped that way, you wouldn't be crossing the river, which is your goal. No, that's what, okay. No, that's what I'm saying. The axis. The axis. I think you. I think you are agreeing with me, and you just said no. The axis of rotation is along the same direction as the river. Uh, yes. Okay. But yeah, yes. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what I, that's what I just yeah. asked. I yeah. don't know. Maybe you have to lift it up. The first time you you said it, I was envisioning the axis along the 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 direction of the bridge, and I was like, that doesn't help you at all. It just puts you underneath the bridge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, I, and then you you bribe the troll to right. take you across on his canoe. Sure. I mean his. Barge. What do you call those? Uh, a g- his gondola. Raft. His gondola. Gondola. <clears throat> I remember in high school we had this like really hardcore history literature like two uh two class class like it lasted for two classes and was like both a history class and a literature class and stuff like that and Did they call it hit lit they called it hit lit uh it was we would read like a short story or a sec like a sort of an excerpt of something from it was a, it was American history and American literature it was like you know 200 years of 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 uh writing and and history or whatever and We'd read a short story and then be responsible for the definitions of every word in that short story. And I remember that that's how I came to hate Washington Irving. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because he had a ridiculously large vocabulary. Why would you hate someone who tried to teach you so much? <sighs> yeah. Like, having to look up 
you know, one word out of every 50 or 100 is kind of arduous when you're in high school. And there was depends no... Depends on how long the story is. There's if it's no a 150 internet. word story, then fuck it. Well, sure. Um, there's no internet, but you... It's not like you're like, God damn, I wish the internet would hurry up and get invented. So that... I mean, you just use the tools at your disposal, which I... You know, your family had some money. We had a dictionary. I'll bet you could afford a dictionary. We did. I still have that dictionary. I love that dictionary. Me too. I still have the dictionary that, I, that my 50s. dad used in college. Yeah, yeah. no, mine, mine is, is mine also from the 50s. 50s. Yeah. yeah. That dictionary is so great. All right. So we need to stop this uh, segment of the podcast. But again, I think the uh, encoder is behind us for whatever reason. I'm not Wait, positive but we're not that even that's true. Broadcasting. Yeah, we're not broadcasting. So I don't know what the hell is going oh, on wow. with it. That's a um, problem. But you'll uh, well, be able to I clip guess. off the end, so we, we yeah. don't, we don't so even need to do this. what we can do is, what we can do is just... We don't need to do this. We could just be silent. You and I could observe a moment of silence. We could also... Yeah. Make a loud noise at the same time, like one, two, three. <laughs> ah! And we are back. Wasn't that a lovely break? It was a lovely break. I had a glass of water. Oh, yeah? I poured peed. myself another beer. Yeah. An mm. Alaskan amber made in Alaska using Alaskan flavors. And bears. Alaskan water. Yep. They, do you think that if you made a beer exclusively out of bears that were in the middle of catching salmon out of rivers, that yeah. you could sell that beer for a lot of money? Do you think you could make beer out of bears, period? Do you think that bartenders in Boston serve beer to bears in bars in Boston? Yes. <clears throat> I think that the last part is definitely true. Um, so I realized that we only answered one Twitter question, and it was what's the highest level of math you guys have taken, which had nothing to do with video games or video game. Yeah. What I don't understand is why linear algebra comes after differential equations. Cause well, it's because it starts with an L. Oh. Oh, right, because you go to algebra, then calculus, then differential equations. Well, no, you you take algebra, then geometry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, you, you, had the right, you had the right idea. Uh, Cyber34 writes, Jick, I think you should stop being so scared of having to decide things and be more, you know, less scared of deciding things. Also, you know, I honestly think that while your ideal of spending time making the game better being a better thing to do instead of trying to reach more people, I think there comes a point where you could bring KOL to far more people with very little effort. Well, if anyone knew what that very little effort was, I would gladly do it, but... Yeah, I mean, we definitely, we can definitely put KOL in front of more people. The question is, are those people going to be interested in the game? You know, like... I think we we've already gotten all the, the like the the easiest people to get, which is the people that pay attention to like something awful, you know, like <clears throat> the people that were already sort of actively engaged in the internet people five who were years fans ago. Of brunting shuttlecocks. Yeah, right. Like all of these people that were people like on Metafilter. Yeah, that were sort of rapidly devouring the internet five years ago and are probably still rapidly devouring the internet have at least seen the game, you know. So. There's a ton of people that, that have never heard of it. There's a ton of people that don't normally play games that would probably like us. But like, how do you how do you convince somebody who doesn't normally play games that they should play a game? You know, like it's not trivial. It's not a trivial problem. So, I mean, <clears throat> you say very little effort, but it's not actually true, right? Because effort that you don't know what it is 
is, you know, it is because it you is haven't decided what it's going to be. Yeah, it is comparatively little effort for me to add something to the game compared to like building a house, right? Which would be way easier for somebody else than doing what I do, right? So I mean, making games better is my where I'm a Viking. I don't <laughs> even know if that's true. Uh, you do tend to rape and pillage while you make games. Hexwise asks a question. Do you love me? Well, uh, can you dance yet? Elfin says, you guys should do a power hour round with a hundred shots of different beers. That is an awesome idea. You, you would need like ten people to do it so or that you weren't wasting you need, beer. you need to go to a bar that has a hundred beers on tap. Okay, yeah. And you just get them in shots. I feel like it would be hard to pour a shot of beer out of a tap. I think you would waste a lot of beer because I think you'd most of the shots would just be foam. It, I mean, it depends on how readily, like how recently they have poured a glass. Yeah. Right. Because it's it's fun. if you've poured a glass within the past half hour, it's really easy to pour a small amount. Right. It's like peeing <clears throat> right after you have sex. It's really easy to pee. I don't know. That doesn't. No, no. The longer it's been since you've had sex, the, the less likely it is, is to yeah, the less likely it is to be foamy <laughs> when yeah. it comes out. I don't. There might be something wrong with me. Yeah. I well, okay. So having sex for me usually involves putting one of those um, those little sticks with the little blender in the bottom of them that you use to oh, Jesus to, to whip up whip up smoothies in the glass. Jesus man. And to put one of those in my penis and no, leave it running. No, not funny. Not. <laughs> There's no humor value in what fits, you're saying. It kind of fits right in there like a catheter. No. It goes up in your bladder no, and no, no. blends is, your urine. No. <laughs> Not funny. <laughs> God damn. No. North Shore Knee says, I asked this last week, but with the Shore revamp coming, will it still be possible to get trip trophies? I, man, th- don't freak out about half-formed ideas. Man, I don't know what... Y- I mean, maybe... I don't know. What? You know, half-formed ideas, when you have them in the middle of March, very dangerous. I guess that's true. Um, half-cocked ideas. Yeah. Half-baked ideas. Yeah. Man. Uh, I had a pretty funny idea for what the halfling that accidentally leaked in the planes. Yeah. Uh, he'd, <laughs> give you a, he'd give you a half-baked potato oh. as a reward. Nice. That's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> anyway. Uh, so the short, like, we have never taken away the ability to get a trophy, right? What? That sentence is just not true. That is just not true. It is true. We We have have retroactively given people trophies for things that were no longer possible, right? With the, so the Yeti protest thing was a retroactive thing? I, well, I don't know. Okay, fine. Right? Like, I'm just, like, that is a, that is a classic example of a trophy that, Okay, sure, 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 sure. And then like, there's the pantsless trophy. You no, know, we should just get rid of those. Get rid of those trophies? We should make them into something else. Pairs of pants? Yeah. Y- really, you think that we should trophies should be something that everybody can could conceivably acquire? Well, I mean, I so th- there was that discussion in the forums about you know achievements and how the trophies in KOL are like achievements, and I don't think that we would be hurting anything to make the conditions for getting the trophies visible for trophies that you don't have. Oh. Wow. And so... Well, so you don't want to have hidden trophies? Well, 
what I thought of was when we add new ones, we we the achievements are not listed until somebody finds it, right? But then after that, they are. Huh. I just I don't. Would, I would I go don't a step further and say they're not until until a significant number of people have found them, like yeah, fifty or a hundred. Yeah, but that there's <clears throat> no difference between those two things. Well, that there is like some like one person finding a trophy and being like, oh, I am the only person who has this. That's cool. But nobody does that. We want people to work like that. That's how we would do it. Well, but, but nobody does. If we were to find the trophy, there there are people like Cirrus. He found my my first puzzle hunt thing and worked on it for a few worked days. Worked on it. Well, like yeah. a bunch of people found it, but he found it and like actually spent a lot of time figuring it out, found the answer, and then sat on it. There are a handful of people who yeah. would do it, but I don't think that in general. I think if if five people find a trophy, yeah. one of them will tell everyone. Well, sure, but if one person finds a trophy, they might not. Okay, okay. If it, the thing is, a lot of the trophies tell you how to get them just by their sheer nature of existing. Right, but basically, I, like, there are people, I feel like, who would think that there was, that there was some grounds for philosophical objection to that, well, but I just don't think that there here's is. Here's a I question. Don't, I, I think are there achievements in World of Warcraft that you can no longer get? Yes, there okay. is a category of achievement that you can no longer get that don't count towards your score. But does, I mean, trophies don't count towards any score. No, but other I'm, than but, the collector score. But that's the thing. We would have to create some. We would have to create some category of them, or ma- or just make them into something else. I mean, well, but we don't. We would have to do any like. There is. They're just a thing. They're not. They're not the same. As a, an achievement that counts, that gives you points or something like they're just a thing. They're they're just a. Like, there is the, I was here for when Ascension rolled out trophy. Right. Do you think we should get rid of that? No, but I think we could make it into something else, and nobody would care. We could make it into something else that still went on your profile, if you wanted it to. Huh. You know? And... What about all the people that have spent countless hours arranging their trophies in aesthetic arrangements, and suddenly you're pulling out trophies? I'm just gonna, saying. It's going to cause a problem. It's a change that will... It's interesting. It's easy to do. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I mean, there are there are, there are like a handful of trophies that you can't get anymore. I think it would be better for I think it would be better them. for retention for those trophies t- to be visible from the start, right? For you to for you to be able to go somewhere and see these are the things that you could huh. get trophies for. You know, I don't know how tr- how valuable they are as a meat sink anymore. I mean, the red balloon trophy. Pretty, oh well, sure, but I mean the tro- awesome. buying the trophies themselves oh. for ten thousand meat, you know. I mean it's not, it's not, nothing. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I would almost put the unlock the trophies when you got them, you know, like when you ate the two hundred and seventy seventh fettuccine and canu. You just get it. You just get it. Who are you, man? What, but what is happened? it? What's the difference? What does it hurt? There is there is not there is not a real downside to making that change that I can see. It makes it more like other stuff, but it makes it more like other stuff that has evolved and gotten better and proven itself to be like appealing to people in the significant amount of time that has passed since we've been doing this, right? And we were part of that evolution. And there's no reason there is no reason that the status quo is better by virtue of being the status quo, right? Can you at least agree with that? There's no reason that the status quo is better 
just by virtue of being the status quo. There, there, there is not a our, principle our, our, that our failure to change in is intrinsically better, valuable. <clears throat> well, you you have an established player base, and they are comfortable with the way things are. So changing things potentially ruffles their feathers because our players are all birds. So that's all we do is give them a few extra beans. And all will be forgiven. Huh. I don't think it will matter. I because I don't think th I do Are not you think start eating their nests. I do not think that there is a single player who gives a shit about trophies and has not looked up on the wiki how to get the trophies. Right? Huh. Like we are not protecting anyone from anything by hiding the requirements for those things. Yeah, when they like built those cars that had seat belts, but you like had to find them. Yeah, that was a strange decision. Yeah, it was weird. There was like a there was like a keypad in the glove compartment, and right. you had to like it lit, lit up different colors, and you had to like solve a puzzle yeah. every time you got into the car. Yeah, that didn't to make put the any sense. on. No, no, there were like that was one of those ways in which risk was consumed. You know, it was like, hey, we've we've invented this new thing. It's called a seat belt, and the car manufacturer was like, great, we can use this as an opportunity to add a fun keypad puzzle to our cars. It's true. But then what they realized was that a blinking keypad was not a glove. So it didn't belong in the glove compartment. A lot of things are not gloves. It's weird that they, for a long time, had to print the owner's manuals of cars on gloves. Right. So that they would be appropriate. To and the that's why most of them were only in. five pages long. Yeah. And they're very narrow pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um, let's see. People talking about whoa, a lot of honking. People talking about the uh, gift to pult idea that we were. I agree with you in the sense that all it would be would be a different interface to your K-mail. <laughs> well, so, but here's what, you weren't around for any of these conversations, I, didn't hear that, I think, I didn't so I was talking to, uh, I was talking to, uh, n no, I was talking to Multizar at oh. the bar, like a month ago. Oh, And okay. what he suggested was, what if using the gift pult on a gift sent it to a random other player? Oh. And so... Then we started talking, because we thought that was funny, yeah. right? And I started thinking about like w ways in which you would do that. And one thing that I thought was kind of funny is if you could launch a GIF just up into the air, and then it would put it into a database table that then people, like as they were adventuring, would every once in a while get hit in the face with a... With <laughs> Especially a, in the hole in the sky. With a present, or, or whatever. I mean, uh, but then... People started talking about how ways in which you could abuse that, right? I mean, you, because it would suddenly become optimal to fire a billion black lotuses into the sky so that you'd be guaranteed to get one during your run. Huh. Right. So, I mean, there'd clearly need to be some kind of restriction on that. I also think that would get kind of obnoxious, right? Like, if we let people do it an unlimited number of times, right. then they would, somebody would just write a script to put a billion urinal cakes in the air. And so, we either need to limit the number that can be caught, or we need to limit the number that can be thrown, or whatever. <clears throat> I'm trying to envision the world of KOL with a giant, like, cloud of urinal cakes hovering <laughs> over the kingdom. It'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, so there's people arguing. <laughs> Not really arguing. Um, I don't know how much people in general would be excited about just throwing something off into the ether. I think it'd be funny. 
I mean, no, it's it's funny in in general. But sure. Uh, so it's funny to us. It's funny. It's funny on a higher level. Yeah. Right. I'm curious what what a player would think, because you know, to them, it's basically you you put your gift in this object and then it disappears. You know, you don't you don't know anything about the other side of things. Well, I mean, if it was deli- if it just k-mailed it to a random person, then it could tell you who it was k-mailing it to. Sure. It could use the Secret Santa algorithm. Huh. You know, it could... Interesting. But then it would just be, like, yeah, I don't know. Exploitable. Not, no. People could, well, they'd re- reverse engineer the algorithm. But you wouldn't send it to people. You wouldn't, we wouldn't let you send it to people in. Sure. The hardcore Ronin. I mean, we wouldn't, you know. You could send it in a Uncle Crimbo sack. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Grimmy writes, uh, will there be a grandma update to the sea anytime soon? Will there be any other sea breathing items other than the helmet and makeshift scuba gear? Will the scales, dull, etc., be implemented? Yes. Will the sunken chest mystery ever be solved? Yes. Is it even possible? No. No. The sunken chest is exactly as openable now as it always has been. It is. Um, yeah. We, yeah, the, you know, one of the post-it notes, one of the large post-it notes on the year's worth of shit to do that I put on the board has the sea. And you're already depressed about it because it's the January 20th and we haven't finished all of those things. No, I was depressed because it was January 20th and we haven't finished any of the things from January. You put a traveling trader item out. That wasn't one of the things. It's on one of the post-it notes. No, making new traveling trader items, like in March, is on one of the notes. You know, is one the, of the thing is, notes. the post-it note just said traveling trader items. In your and head. It wasn't in, in your January. Head. It wasn't in January, so that... No matter what you, no matter how you twist it. In your head, it said make. Anyway, noise. we're like probably by the time people hear this, the new friar, the new postgate friars quest will be in. So that's at least something. You think? Yep. I think I can do the knob revamp next week. I mean, I like I think as I'm describing it, it's not super hard to do. Um. I like the art. I'm pleased with how all the artwork turned out for the new knob. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's multiple screens worth. Yep. Split going f- it's gone from two screens to three screens. And there's some uh, there's a couple new things to click on. Yeah. There are a couple new things to click on. There's three new things to click on. There's a whole new zone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm curious how people will be receiving of it. I like the ideas that you've been talking about for yeah. things to do. Yeah, I hope it works. Places to go. People. To anyway, see. yes, the sea. I hope. Jesus Christ, can we finish it? There's so that one actually has so much work done on it, right? I'm not gonna say it's 95% done because it's it totally not, 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 right? But that one has way more work done on it than you a got lot decision, of stuff. decisions to make, and then we also need to decide where it ends. Things to lose, things to take. We're just about ready to cut it up, I think into pieces and figure out which one of those pieces we want to actually release. Eh. It depends on how involved we want the last big part to be also, which we have just have no idea. Yeah. You know, is it going to be like a puzzle? Is it going to be five more zones? Like, what is it going to be? Yeah. I don't think it should be five more zones. I don't think it should be a puzzle. But I think it should be like a zone or two. Really? Huh. I think we might be thinking about different things. It's possible. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. There's at least one multiple, one or more multiple big last things. Yep. 
looking at all these people talking about the MMG. And people pointing out that there's not really any important reason that the MMG is a meat sink. It just should. It just, you know, it can be. Mm-hmm. But we also can't just double the rate without pissing people off. Because that's what they were suggesting. Why don't you increase the rate? And it's like, well, because we... Because basically we can't ever make anything worse, right? Well, you can. You just you you're just gonna piss some people off. Like yeah. that's 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 the trade off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is somebody saying it's not honest as a meat sink. That's what it was. People saying that if you increased the take that fewer people would play. And then somebody says, and this is a messed up point of view. It's it's uh, actually I didn't realize that this was chilled. The only thing the MMG is good for is helping rich players get richer by offering loans that are obviously going to get defaulted on, then selling the collateral. I don't. That is like saying that the only thing that capitalism is good for is promoting usury. <laughs> like, huh? Th- like. That's that is an interesting take on the yeah, situation. Yeah, I don't think I believe it. What I mean, why? So why is it that? So the MMG promotes. Is, so I mean, the like, MMG is fucking terrible, right? The MMG is a force for fucking evil. Okay. It seriously, man. Like. <sighs> it is the ultimate, like. You know how they always say. Click a button. You know they always say that like. Five percent of your customers cause ninety-five percent of your problems. Yes. That five percent is heavy MMG players. I'm not saying that every every MMG player is oh, a bad yeah, guy. No, a lot of people are. But are fine. I would say I would say that of the of the frustrating bullshit from assholes that we have to put up with. Oh, that's true. Ninety-five percent of it comes from people who are really into the MMG. Huh. Like, of the, you know. Threats to sue us. Ninety-five percent of them come the from people, yeah, people. The number of people who contend that it's rigged, are, I'm like, what? The, the, the number fuck? of people, the number is... of people who are crazy assholes about things, yeah. like uh, the the MMG is very heavily overrepresented in that. And I don't, That's I don't know amazing. why that is. Is it? And uh, like, not to insult the people that play the MMG, but is the MMG like a honeypot for stupid people? I think some people play it and enjoy it. I think some people do too, but you know, it doesn't it's not it is not that m- even most people who play the MMG are problematic. It's that I think just a higher percentage of people who are the main thing that they like about KOL is the MMG are just people who cause problems for us. I think I think the problem might be that like somebody finds it and makes a big bet like early on and wins. Right. And so the amount of like say credit card fraud the the number of times that somebody's like stolen a credit card and donated with it and then we had to deal with that almost always MMG sure almost always and it's like fuck those people you know like I, it makes me angry that we we just can't get rid of it we can't get rid of it because it is the thing. Well, that, it is the thing that is that could, exists but on its it own. Would, it, yeah, it would we, exist. It would exist without us. And as it is right now, at least we have like we have tracking tools yeah. and stuff. Yeah, like like, and it, it's just we would have to. It would cost us as many resources as these assholes are costing us now 
but with fewer resources to be able to deal with it. Yeah, and 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 like, yeah, you know, with with no benefit to the game as opposed to like the marginal meat sink that it is now. Right. That's not marginal. It's pretty significant. Yeah. Um. The yeah, mar- the know. margin is not significant. But why? Why will that? Like, like, why does just wanting to be rich? Why don't people who just really want to make a fortune in the mall loot clans, sell all the shit, and start arbitraging things? Right? Why is it only? Don't they though? Why is it only? It doesn't seem like it. Hmm. Okay, so if MMG players, if the if the only thing the MMG is good for, as Chilled contends, is that get like getting rich people to loan meat to people like why is that the only thing that people do these big high value loans for they don't I mean they'll do it for whatever do know. they sure I've never heard of that happening you think people only do loans for the MMG? I'm saying if 95% of the loans oh. are from that like why is that I'm not you know what, <laughs> if this thing I just made up is true why is that <laughs> is the question that I'm asking you right right <clears throat> well, I mean, it's it's the only thing that's really, like, gambling in the game, right? So it's the only thing where someone could potentially... Like, you're not going to give somebody a hundred million meat loan to to go buy a bunch of meat farming stuff, because they're not going to be able to pay it back, right? That's not... You, you can't make a hundred million meat off of some good meat farming gear in any kind of reasonable time. Um but there is the chance that somebody will be able to pay back a loan with the MMG, and if if they don't, and if you took collateral, then it's not a big deal, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Though honestly, if why somebody, why if somebody has if somebody has some value, if they have items of value, they could just sell they it, just sell them, the, the, and the, reliably the, get that money. Yeah, the that. loaning thing doesn't make a lot of sense. Yes, that's what I'm saying, and yet. It's a contention by somebody that we have no evidence for. Sure. <clears throat> I mean, the Bank of KOL exists and seems to be doing fine. So something's going on there. You know, and that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the MMG. Right? I guess. Yeah. That's like that's definitely like gambling. Yeah, it is. Sending your money to some random dude named Bank. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go make a deposit by mailing a check to Banksy, <laughs> just in the hopes that he will give it back to me when I ask him for oh, it. We'll give it back with interest. Yeah, <laughs> ah, that's funny. If you just change your name to Mr. Bank and start accepting checks from people, <laughs> let's do it. Have we done a radio show since the Mystery Hunt? Ah, uh, yes. No. Yes. You have. I have. I have not. Okay. We did not win the mystery hunt. We came in 14th? 12th. 12th out of 40? I, I have no idea how many teams there are. There 13. are probably 40 or 50 teams, okay. probably. So, which was not terrible. I was barely helping. You solved, you solved some puzzles that had to do with Street Fighter and Frogger. That's true. So that was cool. I didn't solve the Street the, Fighter. I didn't solve the Street Fighter you, one. You pointed out the key which made it solvable, basically. Okay. All right. Um, like, the the theme of this year's Mystery Hunt was awesome. It was, like, video games, which was just perfect. I, I'm i a little sad that I wasn't around, because there were, like, a bunch of, like, little runaround things. Good themes just make me sad, because it's 
it is an interesting veneer on a thing that is inscrutable and doesn't matter what the theming is. I think if you were willing to spend a little bit of time throughout the year thinking about puzzles in, ab in an abstract way, I think you would get better at solving puzzles and wouldn't feel so intimidated by them. Like thinking back on some of the puzzles that I was like sort of just, I spent like hours looking at never solved. Once I went back and read the, the, the solutions, I was like, oh, well, I was, I, I was just stuck in this particular way of thinking about the puzzle. And if I had stepped back and been like, okay, I should start from the beginning and, and like get rid of all of my assumptions, I, I totally So could've. what you're saying is that since hindsight is twenty twenty, if you spend all of your time walking backwards, you'll mm. always know what's going to happen. No, I'm saying that there are ways to broaden your perspective to the point where you are much better at solving do you think do you think that it's actually possible to practice yeah i definitely do lateral thinking i mean like yes so i mean in a way do you think it is possible to expect the unexpected um seriously i mean i i know i know i I, 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 like i honestly contend that maybe it is that that is the kind of thing that it is not possible to practice that it's not possible to get better at You could apply a bunch of like you know so there like there was that thing that was the have you tried which is just like a PDF yeah. of a bunch of shit that they often do when they're writing these puzzles. I don't think that counts. I don't okay. think that I don't so, think that that makes insight more likely. Okay, so when you see a two by three grid, two wide by three tall, like, do you immediately start thinking braille? Yes. Okay. So if you had never seen that before, you would not you would not necessarily make that jump, right? So that is something that you have learned to think about in the but, context of stuff. But I think because of that, because of that, that no longer counts as actual broad lateral thinking. Well, like but that's it's it's a tool. It's like okay, it's you, learning can you get, a bunch can you get of, better at can you get better at solving cr- crosswords? Well, of course it's learning a bunch of tricks. I don't Well, it, I mean getting better at solving crosswords is having a better vocabulary knowing more about literature and culture and yeah but it's also knowing particular words that fit really well into crosswords never occurred to me that that would be a way of getting good at crosswords really yeah yeah no i mean like there are there are words that show up a lot in crosswords because they're because of the way that crosswords are constructed hmm. um and knowing those words and you know they tend to be like short three or four letter words that are unusual. So you See, I guess I just haven't solved enough crosswords that I've recognized that as a principle. I, I have not solved it to the point where I, I know all of them, but I, I've started recognizing it as a principle. Huh. Um, I am tempted, if I felt like the... If I felt like I could comfortably solve a crossword on the iPhone... Like a New York Times Yeah, I would be app. tempted to buy... No, no, no. Uh, yeah, like I would be tempted to buy the New York Times crossword app. Probably once we get the company iPad... I will do it because I can certainly imagine that. Oh yeah! I, like if I could, if I could tap on a square, in the, in the puzzle, and just have it show me the clues for yeah. that square without having to scroll out, without having to having that, it. That's cover just up, a better interface to cover crossword the rest in of the puzzle. Yeah, it yeah. is a better interface to a crossword. But I've never seen a crossword puzzle solver, and I've never seen a crossword puzzle programmer app that worked that way. Huh. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the New York Times website crossword app is pretty solid. I've not used it. Is it? But I've seen people work on it and it seems pretty solid. I just, you know, I'm curious what how that would translate. I also to don't know why. Point. I mean, it's like I should take up jigsaw puzzles. Like, I guess crossword puzzles are like actually mentally challenging. Yeah. As an exercise. That was the the like, statistic that I had read was for like calories that your brain burns 
people that are like solving hard crossword puzzles was what they was like the metric that they were using. It was like fifteen hundred calories in a day, I guess was the extrapolated. An entire day of solving. Of like uh, yeah, like you know. Does anyone ever eight do that? hours? Eight hours of crossword solving or something? I don't know. I I mean I do during the mystery hunt. I eat a lot of food during the mystery hunt and do not feel like I. Yeah. You know, pack on pounds or whatever. Yeah. All right, so let's get through some radio bugbear questions for 10 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes, and then we'll be done. Okay. Um, Valkyrie Singer says, why is it that the time in the mall activity is one hour off? I'm PST, and K-mails are at the correct time. Is it server time or just an oversight? You know, it might be that some of those things are taking your time zone into account, and some things aren't. Yeah, who knows? We should be rolling out a new uh, account menu next week. Time in the mall might be server time. Yeah, I don't know. How I don't know what that is at all. If if it's one hour off in your PST, yeah, server time is an hour off of PST half the year. Yeah. It's not always. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fanti says, I've been listening to some old shows. Is the iTunes versus Windows Explorer debate still raging? I mean, Scully and I still fundamentally disagree on the right way to manage a media collection. And yes, I still just use my directory structure. It's really frustrating to me. There was a program called Sound Jam on the Mac. Uh, which I liked a lot. It it let you have total. I mean, it was just a really solid toast topping. Yes. You know, it, there was, it was just reliable. Yes. It was. Um. It was. It lets you have your own structure for music management, but like was just a really good MP3 player. Those people, that company was purchased by Apple. Those people were put to work making iTunes, and they were forced to change a lot of how. The program was structured, and like you just you don't get nearly as much control over everything, and it just makes me sad. Like within a single display on Soundjam, you could have like some things organized by album, some things organized by artist, but in the same display. So like you know like a compilation album would just would flow naturally in the same way that like a, you know like a, a tribute album would be different than just a collection of REM albums or whatever. You know like. Yeah, and you could just decide on your own, and, and iTunes like is just much more rigid in its way of managing music, and it's kind of obnoxious. Yeah, I don't like it. Media management is tough, because people, like, you know, I've got a bunch of albums that I recorded from tape or record, and maybe I want those to be in a different place, because their sound quality isn't as good, or, you know, I've got, like, live shows that I recorded and broke into tracks, like, that's... That's a different thing entirely, you know? No, yeah, I don't care. I only ever listen to, like, three albums. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They're all Joanna Newsom. Mm-hmm. Hmm. No. I finally, now that I have a bigger uh, capacity phone, I've got a bunch of music on there. But oh, yeah? And I've got, like, all the R.E.M. and all the They Might Be Giants. I mean, it's, like, it's still like, listen a very small amount. Every once in a while. You know, if I, like, I'm on a trip, I will sometimes listen. I spend a lot less time listening to music now. Than? Than I used to. When you were? Younger. <laughs> I, because basically, if I, if I have time to listen to music, yeah, I'm probably working, right? Yeah, and I can't listen to music. I can't work while listening to music with vocals, and so I like listen to. I like the listening to music while I, I do animation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like listening to music while I do art. Yeah, work, and I can work. I can write code while listening to music if it's instrumental, but not if there's words. That just interferes too much. It's funny to me. Like I feel like I can I could listen to music with words if I'm doing art, uh, 
and I'm kind of amazed by the pretentious artist who is like one level higher where whenever he's doing art, he is also watching TV. <laughs> Which I, I question whether that's actually <laughs> I don't think that he's actually productive. I don't think he's actually doing that a lot of the time. I think he's watching I TV in between working on art. Don't think so. I think he has like I think he is. Well, if okay, if he's like drawing something, I've definitely seen him like work on sculptures while watching television, right? Yeah. And he is not clearly actually doing watching the, the sculpting. He's not, fully is, yeah, he's not engaged in television. My mom. He doesn't watch television the way that we. Yeah, do, that's the right? thing. My mom would watch TV and like be reading at the same time. Like, what are you doing? Like, if I get up to go to the bathroom, I fucking pause what I'm watching. Yeah. Right. And Ugh. fuck it. Like, because if I don't, then all right, it's like I might as well have never watched any of this. This was the same insight that you had about Facebook, right? Like. Our inclination is to, if we're going to read, go onto Facebook to check out what's going on, is to read every post by everybody that is posted instead of just letting them decide, like, what you should read. Yeah, because it drives me crazy knowing that, but that's just not the way people use it. Yeah. It drives me crazy knowing that there's stuff there that I'm not seeing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Even, and, like, they try so hard to hide shit from you. I don't know if you've noticed this. If you go to the, the most recent view... So it just shows everything in chronological order, like starting with the most recent. They'll be like, see, you know, four more posts from Twitter. I'm like, four more posts from what does that mean? I click on it. It's like four other people that have posted comments that also just happen to have been posted by Twitter. Huh. What, what, in what universe does it make sense to hide that behind yet another layer of obfuscation? Seriously, they're not, they're not four posts by the same person, like in rapid succession. They are four posts by different people. That just also happened to be from fucking Twitter. See, I feel like we... What it, the fuck? I, I'm guessing that almost everyone who uses Facebook accepts every friend request and friends everyone that they've ever met. Oh, God. Right? Jesus. And so most people don't want to see everything because that would be too much shit for one person to read. Sure. Right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't think we can even think about it. <laughs> so Bigglesworth says, the breath thing is true. Try doing the math. It works. No, see, this is where I call the bullshit. breath thing. The, the like thing where you every breath you take contains a molecule that was in Caesar's last breath. That is bullshit because you cannot do that fucking math. You cannot do that math. <sighs> I don't think it is possible to do that math. Right? I don't think you if there was math that was capable of accurately simulating everything that had happened to the atmosphere for two thousand years, right. then we could tell what the weather was going to be tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it is not possible to do math that proves that. So, I mean, the the argument would be that there are a billion m- molecules in Caesar's last breath, let's say. I, you know, I have no idea. What, I don't even know what the order of magnitude is on yeah. this kind of shit. Yeah. Um, and that over 2,000 years, those have become so distributed throughout the world that... That every lung full of air contains one. Contains on average, one. Or whatever. But... You know, on the, the, the oxygen, on average thing, oxygen moves around. Oxygen goes in and out of the ocean. A lot of that carbon, a lot of those molecules have been broken down and are fixed in trees. Right. A lot of it. You yeah. Know. And how much? We, you cannot fucking know that. Yeah, we have no idea. You can't know that. And that's why it's bullshit. Sure. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Tomato Bob says, uh, what if limited skill runs work like subsequent runs through adventure mode in Plants vs. Zombies, where the 5 or 10 are randomly assigned by Afterlife? <laughs> Ow, that would jam RNG into leaderboard. Wow. That would be a cool... That would be a cool, like, Challenge if we ever did the like, temper like a tournament, is like, alright, do this special run where your skills, five of them are determined at random. The people who 
only had five perm skills would be better at that. They'd right? have a, they'd have a, they'd have a sort of like slight advantage in some sense. Or it could give you five from all skills, five oh. random skills from all skills, regardless of what you had permed, huh. and then you could perm one of those. <laughs> I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, actually. That I mean, it's it so basically swingy. is just making the leaderboard random. Yeah. Well, I mean, not. Although it's not. I mean, you you pick what class you are and stuff. Uh, five Point Rida says, Jake, why is there a smash link for the fortune cookie? You never get the fortune, and all it seems to accomplish is wasting a cookie. You do get the fortune. You don't get the lucky numbers, but you totally do get the fortune. Uh, Radar says, you should make it so we can perm extra skills, like the new DB skill, after a casual run. Uh, no. No. We've been talking a lot about skill perming. We've been talking a lot about your axe wound. Um, Grimdell is asking when Crimco will finally fade away and we find out who our covert Crimbo was. I think we made the right decision by not revealing, electing not to reveal that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, Rage and Ely says, can we have an option to open up an action equals macro text field in the native combat interface? Isn't there a way to do that? Say that one more time. Uh, he says, can we have an option to open up an action equals macro text field in the native combat interface. And action equals macro. I think there's not... Okay, uh, he wants it in the native combat interface. Yeah. Um, no. No. <laughs> I think you could probably do some Grease Monkey that would do that because you can just submit a macro. I know that CD Moyer wrote in the ability to submit an ad hoc macro once you're already in combat. Yeah, just just to build, to build a macro stackro. Macro stackro. Linguini Lad says, what were you thinking when you created the Sober Pill? Uh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. It was a really long time ago. I remember being involved in those things going away. Yeah. Do, you remember, do you remember that? Mm -hmm. That was fun. You mean complicit? Well, no. I mean, like, I... Okay, the, the, yeah. I mean, there was that. But, like, like, I was just really interested by the mechanics by which you could lose... Like, drunkenness could be reduced, right? And I spent... There was that day that I spent, like... 2,000 turns playing in the drunken stupor, because right. you could get... There was a long time ago, you could get a drunk tank, drunk tank adventure, which would reduce your drunkenness. Yep. And you had just released a new tier of drinks, which were, were so powerful that those plus the drunk tank n were a net positive adventures. <coughs> yep. Uh, and then, you know, the sober pill fiasco. Yeah, if sober pills had never gotten duped, I mean, it, it's... Right. They were so rare yeah. that... It's an extraordinarily powerful thing, right? And the more turn inflation happened, the more powerful it became. That's the only item that we've ever just destroyed. That we've just taken out of the game. Yeah, and I think we shouldn't have. I think we should not. We should have just made them into something else. Oh. I don't think that we should have actually taken them away from people. Interesting. And I think that, that you know, there's a reason that we only did that once, and it was like, well, there were, some there were better them. ways to do this without generating the same amount of ill will. That we generated. Huh. Um, yeah, because, I mean, what do we have that does it now? We've got, like, the mojo... F like, what do we have that operates like that? Yeah, the We've got the mojo filter, filter it's, that you can use one a day, and it's pretty, pretty rare. We've got the, yeah, the sliders with, with the, the Hobopolis consumables, but those... Those are, like, a net... You know, they take up fullness to reduce spleen, right? right? There's... 
Isn't there something that makes you one point less drunk? The spice melange. The spice melange is like minus three drunkenness, right? But, I think so. But it's rare. I guess the mojo filter is actually pretty common. I don't remember what the I don't remember what the drop rate on the like the spice melange is like a crazy low drop, and it's off of a monster that you can't fight without farming the drum machines and stuff. Like there's a there's a whole layer there. Sure. Uh, let's see. I want to look and see just for my own edification, like how much mojo filters cost in the mall. Boy, the mall sure is hard to get to. <laughs> mojo filter. Mojo filters are like five thousand. Spice melange are like four hundred thousand. Those were those were like a million meat when they first became a thing. So those have gone down quite a bit in price. The greasy sliders are forty thousand. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like when we play with things like that in the, in the early game, there was a lot less. I had a lot less of an understanding of like what the long term consequences were going to be of adding ways to manipulate certain yeah, what things, was, right? And like, we've just gotten a much better was your, sense of it now. What was your inspiration, maybe, is what, the, is what the question really means, you know? I don't know. I don't remember... They never dropped, right? Like, Where did they come from? I mean, I, I think that they didn't. I think that they were, like, a debugging tool. Oh. They were just something that, like, Boozer Bear hacked out of the database or something? Yeah. I think, oh. that's, I think that is what... They only ever came from arbitrary item creation bugs. I didn't know that. And dupe bugs. Huh. I don't think that there was ever... That's interesting. You know, or maybe I was drunk and gave somebody one or something. Like, it, it, who knows? You know, like a million meat pancakes. That's f really funny. <sighs> I guess. Uh, Takenoko says, I finally looked up the gimme pizza thing, and it's pretty weird. Why do you like this again, Jake? <laughs> the man who wrote it was 38 years old. <laughs> that That doesn't necessarily answer the question. Uh, Pachinkoid says, Hey, Jick, any chance you could add a link back to the Hermit so that you can refresh the page without having to go back to the mountains? It's This is especially necessary now that you can get worthless items from chat. Wait, what? A link back to the Hermit from where? I don't get that question. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is a girl says, Can the Tangle of Rats get an auto-sell value? Tangle of Rat Tails? No, uh, because I want it cued that that's important. So we're trying to... Wow, those are cheap. That's surprising. I would have thought that those would not... That They're not in the mall in a lot of quantity. Huh. I am su I'm really surprised at how cheap those are in the mall. They're not that hard to acquire, though. Aren't they? Eh. I guess they're not that hard to acquire, and they're not, like, valuable across the population, really. Right? Like... There are not very many people who know what those are for. Eh, I guess it could have a... Yeah. Uh, let's see. RDFM says, Hey guys, I see that the three-effect bath ball only lists incensed in its description. Shouldn't the combination of effects have its own name? Yeah, that was a little messy. Potions that give more than one effect will only automatically display one effect that they give. Um, yeah. I could just fake it. It's kind of a pain. Yeah. I mean, I could hard-code it into desk item. Uh, Baby Scarface says, can managerial manipulation be grayed out when it's one use per day has been expended? I have never known how that works, and so I really? can't... Like, I think maybe there is some code that I can just copy and paste from something else. Um, I should look into that. 
St. Doodle says, I really love the win-win-win comment embedded in the HTML for one fights. Could we get a similar for lose, run, and free run, pretty please? Something that I was working on a long time ago required that, and I don't remember what it was. Um, That's funny. Yeah, it's a mess. Uh, Jesus is a girl says... Bugger feature. You don't get MP from the Mega Drone and the Crown of Thrones on the round of combat that you run away unless it's from a glob of blank out. Weird. Huh. I don't know that that's a feature. Yeah. Uh, Evangion Q says, Can you change the mechanics for acquiring bubbling tempura batter from a flat 3 a day to a 100 MP base, then incrementally increasing by a 100 MP cost per summons? No, because there are accounts with tens of thousands of MP. Yeah. I mean that would that would just make them a hundred times or more millions common. of MP. Yeah. yeah, that would make them hundreds of times more common. So no. Um, Volk says, "Do you believe that Moxie classes have too much of an advantage during normal runs compared to their other counterparts?" I don't know. Maybe depends on the run. I mean, like <clears throat> there are distinct cases upon which muscle classes are the class of choice. You know? Are there? Yeah. Like what? Well, because the like seal clubber and the hell seals and stuff. Okay. Right, like that, like that's a thing that people do. Like, you know, like there was a time at least upon which, if you were going to do basement stuff, you did it as a mist class because like that mm-hmm. was just because they're innate. <coughs> they're their MP, their MP, their bonus. MP bonus and their yeah. innate elemental resistance maybe. Yeah. That was probably not it. But no, those I think those I think that's exactly it because the MP challenge was really hard for other classes to get. Mm. No, the MP, not the elemental resistance. Is what I'm well, but that, that's I mean, that doesn't hurt, you know. Yeah. It just makes it, it made it cheaper, right? So, like, there there are situations where other classes are of value. So, it's not it's not just cut and dried, Moxie wins the day. But, yeah, like, we keep changing things. I think it's not, I think it's going to be sort of a changing landscape. You know, the classes that are underpowered get some love sometimes, you know. Uh, Pephorn1Q says, Please don't let hardcore ascenders off the hook when they ascend without a potato. It's just way too funny. And if they really cared how long their ascension took, there are plenty of resources available. (laughs) Ah, it's funny. I think, I I spent a little bit of time on the weekend when I felt like, I don't know why, but I was like, you know what? It's the weekend, so I can do whatever I want. So I'm going to work on a thing for KOL that's not on my list of priorities for this month. Um, so I was doing some I was doing some stuff about the daily dungeon and uh the actually turning it into a dungeon and uh thinking about that and yeah, I don't know. Depends on what I want to do. I could put the potato in the vending machine, right? And then just make it so a single daily dungeon run would get you a token that you could spend in the vending machine. Right. And then you just, you know, can get a potato if you need it. Yeah, you've been talking about that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I that's what I want out of these dungeons. Out of know. the, the Dungeoneers Association. Yeah. That's what I want the Daily Dungeon to do, is just, it gives you a token at the end that you can spend on these things. Or, you know, it gives you, like, you know, there's a, there's a chest with one token, a chest with two tokens, and a chest with three tokens at the end, and you can buy the keys for five tokens each, or whatever, you know, like, something like that. Um, 
And I guess there'd be other ways to get tokens too. Like, like maybe like you kill a boss in the haiku dungeon. Or yeah, something. I you know I still want Some I still want to do the spoonerism dungeon. I just need to come up with like. You need to come up with more than one. A dozen, a dozen sort of relevant, funny spoonerisms. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know that we would add. I don't know that I would ever add another dungeon that was just a bunch of non-combats. You know. Well, sure, but I mean, it'd be. I think it'd be a lot easier to come up with sort of a random monster that when you beat you their drop was their spoonerism. Right, but then right. A, but then the monster would also need to be a spoonerism. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I think that, that, I think that would But be when you say you could come up with a dozen, yeah. I think what you mean is a hundred in order for us to have a zone. But right, there's not a hundred monsters in a zone. No, but there's uh, there's attack messages that have to be written and there's you know, like I think I think it is I think it is way more spoonerisms than you think. Oh, if in you order want, to make something be, that if you want the spoonerisms feels in every like combat, a spoonerism then, well, dungeon. Jesus, yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I do. Oh, is every combat message in the Limerick dungeon a limerick? Yes. There are no combats. Everything you see in the Limerick dungeon is a limerick. Well, but how many combat messages are there? You're right. There are no limerick okay. combat messages. Yeah. So, fine. Yeah. Um, Iluro Dragon writes, What priorities are laid down for C.D. Moyer in terms of new coding versus bug fixes and feature enhancements? I know a lot of things earn the response, ask Uncle C.D. Moyer, but how full is his plate and how much does he set his own agenda? Is he, wor is he working on the new game as well as KOL? More specifically, when might we see a specific enhancement such as familiar detection and combat macros as opposed to generic bug fixing across the kingdom? You know, for stuff like that that is just like, a feature request that one guy wants for some obscure thing that I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, that's entirely self-directed on his part, because I, you know, if it's something that I don't, I'm not going to give him direction that I don't understand, right? Um, there is usually, like, there are usually, like, three things that I have prioritized for CD Moyer, one of which is usually some new content stuff, or maybe two of which, and then one or two of which, depending as, like, new interface stuff, that are, like, ongoing projects and other than that like I mean his plate is infinitely full all of our plates are infinitely full and getting fuller every day yeah. right there is there is is no to-do list that does not just get larger with no asymptote um, in this in this project sure and I think it they get bigger with accelerating rates you think yeah because everything we add is new stuff that could have 10 new things added. Sure. You know? Um, so, yeah, it depends. I mean, it's also, like, C.D. Moyer is a contractor, so there, there's not, you know, his schedule's not super rigid. Not, less so than, less so than the rest of us, you know? I mean, like, I can, I can, you know, give him deadlines and he follows them, but it's also, like, some, some weeks he's doing other stuff, right? So it's, like, there's not, there's not a super rigid schedule for anything that we do, and there's especially not with him. Um, but yeah, infinitely full plate. And I definitely, there are things where I'm like, all right, this is the next thing I want you to work on. And then he does it and then it gets done. You know? Right. Like we've been <clears throat> finishing up this pandemonium stuff and like, you know, that. uh, he's theoretically coming back. Like we're going to roll that out during the show, I guess. During the actual broadcast. Ooh. Yeah. Which this is not, oh wow, weird time distortion. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay, so we're at uh, 54 minutes, oh, so Jesus. we've gone a little over. So, Good. okay. Yeah, it'll be fine. So now we need to uh, just be silent for a little while.
And then we need to both make a really loud noise at the same time. One, two, three. Ah! This is a lame way to end the show every week. <laughs>